A reading from John 3, 1-8. Now there was a man from Pharisees named Nicodemus, a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the miraculous signs you were doing if God were not with him. In reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a man be born when he is old? Nicodemus asked. Surely he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. The older I get in my faith, the more and more fond I become of this man, Nicodemus. And I've been hearing about him my whole life, obviously. And um, I just really have come to like this guy, especially. And we're going to see much later in the story that this isn't the end of the Nicodemus uh, aspect of the story. He's going to end up, we think, following Christ. He's there at at um, Jesus' death and and possibly resurrection or resurrection at least. And I just love Nicodemus. There's so many beautiful, amazing aspects of this conversation about the wind blowing where it will, being born again. Nicodemus is, you know, simple skepticism, but also eagerness to learn more. Uh, I just really like this guy. And I'm going to talk about that show, The Chosen, again. I know I did a couple days ago. And forgive me for being like an advertiser for it. I don't think the show is perfect. Uh, There's some um, aspects I I don't think they get quite right. For example, I really didn't like the uh, Sermon on the Mount episode. Anyway, that's that's a side note. But the actor who plays Nicodemus in The Chosen was perfectly cast. Uh, I just, I can't help. I was already kind of falling in love with Nicodemus by reading the gospels. And then when that actor came on that show and just plays the role so incredibly well, I don't know. I kind of almost feel like I know him, you know, I almost feel like when we get to heaven, I just want to go hang out with him and say, I love your story in the gospels. I love your mind. And then eventually your heart for Christ. And and what a surprise, what a surprise this pharisaical leader of leaders uh, becomes follower of Christ, just like this guy, Nicodemus. Maybe I relate to him. Maybe that's why I like him. Well, I kind of thought he said he was a doofus. I I used to as well. Yeah. I used to have kind of a mixed view of him, (laughs) but I've just learned to fall in love with him, I guess. Well, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, the literalism, the spiritual literalism he brings to the, uh, the story Drives me a little bit up the wall. <laughs> you're talking about the question about going back into your mother's womb. Is that what you're? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I mean, <laughs> is he serious or is he trying? You know, is he trying to? Is he a comedian in New York City or something? I mean, it's like weird. <laughs> However, it's not weird at all. Uh, he represents the condition, the spiritual condition of the world. I mean, he's not. Right, a rep- totally. he's, he's Nicodemus, but he represents the mindset of the, uh, of the world. It's the way I looked at things. I was a spiritual literalist and it actually infringes on your ability to understand the power of the language of God that is embedded in the Bible itself. 
So I thought it might be useful because I brought this up for on an earlier day of what Paul says about uh, language, because language and spirit, when they are at one with other and not at war with one another, the power of the Holy Spirit um, becomes manifest uh, in the hearts of man, men and women. So it reads in 2 Corinthians 12, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. He's talking about people that have given their lives over to Christ. Okay, so, mm-hmm. uh, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given to us by God. And we impart this in words, not taught by human wisdom, but by mm-hmm. taught by the spirit, interpreting mm-hmm. spiritual truths to mm-hmm. those who are spiritual. The natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. I have always felt, ever since I read that verse and understood it a little bit more, mm-hmm. that it's very, very important when you're reading the Bible not to uh, allow your spiritual literalism to interfere with the power of the Holy Spirit Hmm. Uh, in your trying to understand the nature of God's story. That's good. And that's really, I think, what Jesus is illustrating with this wind concept. Hmm. The wind blows wherever it pleases, he says. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. I think what he's saying and what you're saying is that when you uh, yield your intellect and, and um, literalism or whatever you want to call it over to the spirit, um, it's like yielding to the wind. The wind is more powerful than you are, and you just become like a kite now on the wind. It's going to direct where you're going. Your faith in Christ now by the Holy Spirit is going to be the driving force in your life rather than whatever was driving it before. So it's a yielding, it's a surrender over to that wind, to that Holy Spirit. 